0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Oscar Bevis for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Tommy Welsh, my man. Good to see you in your hometown. Um, what a fucking day for it!
1: Welcome, welcome,
0: mate. It's always sunny and Brighton. Huh? <laughs> is it always, mate? Always. Yeah, that's what they all say. Um, yeah, mate. Good to see you. I've been a while. Um, just come to speak to yourself and the boys and your old man today. I'm um, gonna jump straight in. We've got quite a lot to talk about about yourself and just some other. I guess kind of boxing stories. Um, how you been since your last fight? What you been up to other than training? Just kind of, you know, keeping well.
1: I have been keeping well, mate. Um, I took, you know, I took a little week off after that uh, that last outing. I wasn't too happy with, and I just had to sort of go away and change the game plan a little bit. Um, got some new programs in place, and um, to be honest, yeah, I've been putting the work in now. So um, I'm just waiting for my next move, really.
0: Yeah. It was a bit of a ball lake that week for you in the sense that you thought you had a step up opponent and then that didn't happen, then you thought you had another, and then it kind of all just got wiped and you had a fight that you didn't want, and then like you said you put in a performance that you weren't too happy with um I guess you're something you want to kind of rid now and that's gone and we move on
1: yeah, I mean, I don't dwell in the past ever um. If you know this game, you'll know it's a very fickle game and you know, you get told one thing and another thing will happen, dates change, people change, you just have to sort of learn to adapt and overcome really and um, I would say that's one thing I'm definitely doing in this game for sure, I'm not trying to put too much, um, you know, thinking into is it going to happen, is it not going to happen because you become emotionally attached to it and, it and it can draw you out a little bit and it did, I felt that in my last fight, you know, I had a major stage to perform on, I thought I was going to have a, a better guy in front of me and um, when I didn't and I had the opponent, I had and, and no, you know, not taking anything away from me, it was a tough dude, but he wasn't giving me anything. When someone's in front of you and they're not giving you any sort of room to, any gaps in his, his, his defence, it's very hard to sort of just unload and get rid of. And I wasn't, I got a little bit too uh, gun-happy and and was just trying to get out of there and, try and get in, trying to get him out of there and trying to put such a performance on. That I ended up just sort of going a little bit crazy and I should have set a few more traps with him and, and, and waited and I didn't, I rushed my work, but that's done now and um, yeah, I feel good now. I, I'm, I'm on to bigger and better things. Would you say
0: there's been a little bit of PTSD post-hand injury? Because I remember we spoke about the hand injury and it wasn't a simple one. Um, There was quite a lot of recovery, complex recovery as well. Um, Was there still that kind of niggling feeling just around whether the hand would be okay in the fight? Uh,
1: I did, actually. I really, really did. Straight after. And uh, probably like two fights into recovering. And um, it was always in my mind. Like if anyone has a major... Sort of operation, it's always going to be there, hanging over you like a cloud, you know. And that cloud's disappeared now. I'm, you know, I'm putting people away and uh, my hands back, so I feel good. I've got the confidence in the in the power of my right hand again, which is a beautiful feeling.
0: And there's definitely going to be some heavyweights who you want to stick it on, give it to, uh, and make these fights with people. And there's such like a good young crop of people, not necessarily young heavyweights, but kind of around that six and oh seven and oh up to ten eleven and oh mark um have you got any guys in
1: mind i mean yeah absolutely uh i did want to uh i really wanted that steve robinson fight because i think it would have been an entertaining fight but you know he's gonna it up in it so um I guess yeah that 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 fight's done and uh Frank Ignatius coming and, and took his head off really so uh yeah I mean I would like to mix it with Frank I know Frank and uh, I think we'd make a a good little dust up so um you know guys like him I think they're the these are the opponents I need to be looking at you know so uh, this level that are coming through the new crop the new prospects that are you know Next in line, you know. Let's let's start mixing together. Let's start, you know, fighting each other and and, and start building because uh, I'm ready. Yeah. I know, obviously, like you said, Franklin did beat Steve,
0: um, but I know there's a few people on Steve's side who have been quite vocal about the fight and vocal about
1: actually your career and your journey to where you are now. But you know, when you get under people's skin, like it's just funny, right? Everyone's got a lot to say, but you know. <laughs> I know if he was standing in front of me, he wouldn't be saying anything. Do you know what I mean? So um, sometimes you just have to let people do the talking. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Steve got beat up and, uh, well, not beat up, but he got beat. And I guess his little side chicks are going to have to sit there and and be a little bit upset now. So it is what it is, really. Um, Deal with it and (laughs) move on. Find a new one.
0: (laughs) Well, look, fingers crossed we get Tommy Welsh and Franklin Ignatius because I tell you what, that is a cracking fight. Um, and you're right what you say about the guys around that level need to fight each other, start fighting each other and putting these put in, on for the fans. Um, we'll come back to kind of the top tier of heavyweight stuff in a minute, but I know, um, obviously, you know Chris well and I want to talk about the weekend. Um, yeah, you must be buzzing for Chris because he's kind of had it lorded over him since he was beat by Liam Smith in January. So
1: I guess that must be the sweetest of revenge for Chris. You know, I'm sure he's had a hard, hard what was it, seven, eight months since that last fight? Um, Yeah, I I know Chris very well. And um, I am proud. I'm proud to see that what he can do, he showed us. Do you know what I mean? Like, when he's on point, and I've seen him on point many times in the gym and in fights, you know? Like, his early fights, when he was turning up with the, the fire, he was demolishing people. And I feel like there's been a little bit of... Stop start with his career, unfortunately, and um, he's had to deal with situations throughout, and and he's overcome, you know, um, some stuff recently, and uh, he's put it to bed, and he's done a masterful job at the weekend, and I'll be honest, I've said it before, like if he wasn't to win a world title, he'd be the most talented. Um, fighter that never won a title. Do you know what I mean? Like he, I think he, it's his calling now uh, of getting one of these belts, and um, and then you know then do whatever he has to do after that. But I mean, fantastic performance. And if he was there, you would understand that that was a boxing masterclass for sure.
0: Yeah, you talk about Chris and the potential of winning a world title. When you look at the names, say at middleweight, they're not the most appealing in terms of that big fight that's gonna get a British audience, including the casual audience, kind of captivated the likes of Landy, Lara, them sort of people. It is gonna be the Bens, your kelbrooks Brooks, and them sort of fights that, the ones Chris mentioned that people are gonna want. Um, what step would you like to see Chris take? What fight would you want to see him take next?
1: I mean, as the entertainment comes, the, the Conor Ben fight is probably the best, most entertaining fight out there. They're both- Do you think yeah. it's the biggest fight you can make in Britain now? I feel like Fury Joshua's
0: dragged on for, like dragged on for so long. I feel like people are genuinely itching for Ben Eubank.
1: The Fury AJ fight's been been played with for so long. People are just like, is it? If it happens, it happens. If it don't happen, then you know it is what it is. Like, but the Ben Eubank, there's that like, I know both the guys and and they're both great boys. It's a very, it's just ent- entertainment at its finest. You know, like they're both gonna bring the smoke. They're both going to bring the fire. When they get in the ring, they're really going to fight their hearts out. You know, like, fucking you know, what more do you want? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, get it on. But in actual, like, career terms, I think he should chase down like a Charlo or, you know, someone with a belt that's there just so he can put that on his mantelpiece piece for, for when his time's done. But unlike entertainment value, money value, and everything else, then obviously it's a no-brainer. Go with Ben. And even if he fights Ben next and then, you know, whatever happens after that because it's at a different weight. Do you know what I mean? You can always, you know, go go back to fighting for belts So, you know, whatever suits them.
0: Whatever Chris does, one thing you can be sure is that people are going to watch. So, there you go. Um, just on a couple of heavyweight things, I know it was a few weeks ago now or a couple of weeks ago, um, above or below the belt, that Dubois shot, whatever team you're on, in it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, you know, even if it was or it wasn't, like... He done himself no favors because he didn't finish his work. Do you know what I mean? So like, if he folded him over and the, and it was on his belt, you know, why didn't he jump on him again after and 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 I don't know. You know, he gave him a little bit too much room in my eyes to to for let to let Usick do his stuff. And and when he works, he he works and he's incredible. But I just is what it is, really. You know, he, he, he didn't get the decision, pick yourself up, go again. You know, he's still young and he's still got loads to offer. So it, fucking hell, do you know what I mean? You know, in terms of his career, like, he's he's done good even getting that chance of, of, of fighting for a world title and he, and he come close, do you know what I mean? So, like, you can only be proud, so, yeah.
0: When you're a heavyweight who's at the age Daniel's at, with now quite a lot of experience behind him, um, I know it's not going to be the Usyk fight next for Daniel. Um, I guess, regardless of what happens with this appeal. Um, Let's just say the Usyk fight was there for him next. Would it be a fight you would want him to take? Because I guess if he goes in with Usyk straight away, you could end up with kind of a similar result. Would it be worth Daniel going back to the drawing board and going perhaps to your fringe world level heavyweights before jumping into like a, a top test again?
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't wanna see him in with like Fury or Deontay or any of them guys just Like as as a fan, do you know what I mean? As like a boxing guy on the outside of not actually you know, that's I would like to see him just carrying on really, you know, don't let him not letting this get to him at all, you know, yeah quite soon. Yeah, I would like to see him get back in the mix, you know, there's no reason why he doesn't have a, a nice ten round, you know, get get back fighting again, get back on his feet and, and and, and build it again and if that fight happens it happens again like cool do you know what I mean like whatever I, I don't know it, it's always good to see a good heavyweight fight anyway. so well. yeah I'm
0: um, talking heavyweight fights we've got an unexpected one in a few weeks time no a few weeks time just over a month sorry in Tyson Fury and Francis and Garnier. Um I know you've got a very different take to me on this
1: I think you know like Someone like Fury has been in the game for so long and he's put such a, he's put his whole life into this game. Like, you know, he's at that level now. But bearing in mind the boxing game is changing massively, you know, it's not just like great fighters in this game that are doing their stuff. It's like you're having these entertainers coming in and taking the crowds and taking the money, like changing the game massively. Like the the game is literally going to, you know, in the future, you don't know how it's going to be. Is there going to be any amateurs left? Do you know what I mean? So you do have to sort of adapt and go with it a little bit, unfortunately, because otherwise we get left behind, you know? Um, I feel like he's earned his stripes and um, he's earned his stripes in the game. And if he wants to nick a few quid, then then let him do that. I mean, it's going to be an entertaining fight. and i will definitely be tuning in because Nangu can fight. He's a big monster. So, you know, why not let him... You know, Enjoy what he's got, you know, enjoy the fruits of his labour. I've got no reason in watching that, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I suppose it does make sense in terms of he's built himself to this level of stature that if he can put himself in a position to earn X amount of million, why not? So, um, and, and, and I guess you believe it's a step that many fighters at their peak could, could potentially start taking as well? Why they all going to like, like he's, gonna, he's kind of the trailblazer for this. I know yeah. there's been the crossovers, but a fighter currently at the top to do it you think he's going to be the first
1: of many? I mean, it does ruin, obviously, like the mandatories and stuff like that, you know, and it's putting a massive hold on the next sort of breed coming through. So there is that argument, but I just feel, I don't know, listen, the guy's devoted everything to it, you know, and and I don't know, man, I I think he deserves to to enjoy his, his time in there and it's still going to make great entertainment. So, yeah, right or wrong, I don't know, but let him do his stuff you know I guess right or wrong we still watch in it so and hopefully you know if there's any spaces on the show and they want a young heavyweight on there you know I'm here I'm ready to go and I'll bring the fire for sure <laughs> and, yes. I've got, and I've got a massive Saudi you know <laughs> back in so um come on Riyadh let's go <laughs> you heard the man you heard the man um
0: but I guess kind of when this is all said and done um the Furinganu thing then we look at Fury and Usyk and I guess Fury targets the body.
1: Yeah. Or below the belt. Yeah, below the belt, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be honest, Nanangu ain't gonna touch him. Like, he ain't gonna touch it. I'd fight Nanangu, do you know what I mean? Like you know, easy, We know these UFC guys' hands ain't great, so it's easy work for him. Jake Paul's knocking all these guys out, so like, what's Fury gonna do to them, do you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Right,
0: wicked Tom, thank you very much for giving me some of your time. Um, good to see you in your manner today. Just kind of a final word. I know you said Franklin Ignatius is a fight you want potentially, Steve Robinson, but just kind of a final word, I guess, to the complete crop of heavyweights out there that um, the hand's good, you're ready to go, and uh, yeah, this is your time now.
1: Yep, I'm ready to be put in the mix, you know, and if I can't get a heavyweight prospect, I'll take a promoter. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> ben Shalom over six. <laughs>
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.